0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Key details still to come on Trade Aid. How far will the money go? Disaster Aid, logjam breaks, coverage expands. Trade assistance and disaster aid are on the way. Farmers, ranchers, economists, bankers, and accountants are going to be busy today and for days to come digesting the impact of the Trump administration's new trade aid package, as well as congressional agreement on disaster aid. Both will have a broad impact on producers across the country, although there are still key details missing on the trade aid package and the new market facilitation program. Without them, farmers have no idea how much they will get. Here's what we know. The new MFP payment will benefit more producers than the original MFP did because more crops are eligible. The payment rate will be calculated on a county-by-county basis, not by commodity, and they'll be based on each farm's 2019 planted acres. The first of three possible MFP payments will go out in June or July. Here's what we don't know. The county rates have not been released and USDA also hasn't disclosed how it is calculating the impact of the trade war on each county, which is how the rates are being determined. Also, the second and third payments could be scrapped if there's a resolution of the trade war with China. There's a lot of details that need to be fleshed out in the next few weeks, according to Lynn Crisp, president of the National Corn Growers Association. But what about the prevented planting? Acreage that isn't planted likely won't be eligible for MFP payments, but could qualify for disaster aid as well as prevented planted benefits under crop insurance. The disaster aid bill the Senate unveiled hours after the trade aid was announced makes prevented planting losses eligible for disaster payments. The Senate passed a bill 85 to 8 setting up a final action of the House likely by voice vote today. Plan gets mixed reaction. Some economists are worried that the lack of key details and the uncertainty of the second and third round of payments creates new uncertainty for producers, especially for farmers who haven't planted yet. Farmers who are planting late or may not be able to plant at all will have potential MFP payments in the back of their mind. This is not decouple policy and will distort planting decisions, said Purdue University economist Dave Widmar. Lyle Benjamin, president of the Montana Grain Growers Association, fears the $14.5 billion won't go that far when it's spread across all the eligible commodities. You think corn guys were offended by a penny? Wait till everybody shares this $14.5 billion. There won't be enough to buy truck stop coffee, he said in a tweet. Take note, farm groups generally expressed relief that the plan was out while emphasizing that what they really want is an end to the trade war. We're still studying the whole plan, but on the surface it looks really good, said American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall. U.S. MCA caught up in the Trump-Pelosi feud. The White House is pushing hard for Congress to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, but a war of words between President Donald Trump and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi may make that difficult. Trump upped the vitriol yesterday with a slew of insults, calling Pelosi crazy Nancy and suggesting she didn't have the mental facilities to comprehend a complex trade agreement. She's a mess, Trump said. Let's face it, she doesn't understand it. Earlier this week, Pelosi accused Trump of engaging in a cover-up over his finances and tax records. Yesterday, Pelosi shot back at Trump on Twitter. When the extremely stable genius starts acting more presidential, I'll be happy to work with him on infrastructure, trade and other issues. Trump said Pelosi has told U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer that she needs a couple of weeks to study USMCA before she would be willing to allow a vote. USDA-FDA spending bill advances. A $24.3 billion spending bill that would block the relocation of two USDA research agencies will be before the full House Appropriations Committee when lawmakers return from next week's recess. The Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee approved the measure on a voice vote yesterday. Keep in mind, the bill's provisions blocking the relocation of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture may turn out to be little more than a message of disapproval with the plan. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says he's moving forward with the plan in coming months and he will have key support among Senate Republicans. We did what we thought was the right thing. Subcommittee Chairman Sanford Bishop of Georgia told reporters who asked about the outlook for the bill's ERS NIFA provisions. He did not say what he would do if USDA goes forward with the plan in coming weeks. Now, take note, the bill also contains a million dollars in new funding for promotion of milk consumption through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. The money, authorized with the 2018 Farm Bill, will allow SNAP recipients to buy more milk with their benefits. Tariff revenues up, imports down. If tariff revenues continue at their current pace, the Trump administration's tariffs will raise about $72 billion this year, which could be a new record. That's according to American Farm Bureau estimates based on figures released by the Treasury Department. Last year, U.S. tariff revenues were $50 billion, the largest amount ever. For the first four months of this year, U.S. took in $22 billion in customs duties, up 78 percent from the prior year levels. Farm Bureau economist John Newton said in the 16 months since tariffs have been in place, Customs duties have increased by approximately $25 billion, or 55%. Tariffs have led to decreased imports. As a direct result of the tariffs, U.S. imports from China during the first quarter of 2019 fell by $17 billion, or 14%, from prior year levels, Newton said in his analysis. Mediator appointed in Bayer glyphosate litigation. A federal judge overseeing cases against Bayer in California has appointed a mediator to coordinate global settlement discussions. U.S. District Judge Vincent Chahabria named Kenneth Feinberg to mediate the approximately 1,400 cases from various district courts now considered in Chahabria's court. Feinberg was special master of the U.S. government September 11th Victim Compensation Fund. Bayer's lawyers have said they will participate in mediation discussions but want to see how they do with their appeals. Bayer has lost three cases in which damages awarded by juries have topped $2 billion. Plaintiffs are alleging exposure to Roundup significantly contributed to development of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. FDA supportive of food industry's best-if-used-by label. FDA is backing the food and consumer packaged good industry's voluntary use of best-if-used-by on labels as a way of reducing consumer confusion that leads to food waste. FDA Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response Frank Giannis wrote a letter to food companies yesterday outlining the agency's support for the phrase which is designed to address food quality, not safety. Here's today's He Said It. I remain hopeful that at some point we'll probably get together with China. That President Donald Trump at yesterday's appearance with U.S. farm leaders. Now, here's a programming note. AgriPulse will be closed on Monday, May 27th at observance of Memorial Day. And we will not publish Daybreak or the Daily Harvest on that day. We hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. That is Daybreak for this Friday, May 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.